0: What is up everybody? Welcome to The War Room. I'm your co-host Keith Corblus and this is my incredible co-host John Moynihan or as we like to call him Jmo. What is How's up? Going? Not much man. This is this is exciting. Can't wait to get started. I um, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know how we got to this point but here we are filming the first episode of hopefully many. Yeah. I hope so, man. I think this is going to be a good
1: one, for sure. I mean, you kind of came up with this whole idea uh, for for the podcast, and so I think, you know, you texted me kind of out of the blue during quarantine, didn't really have much of anything else going on, so, you know, I'm all in, all on board for this, and we'll see where it
0: takes us. And boom, baby, here we are. All right, so let's just get a little bit of a rundown of who you are
1: who i am oh well, yeah, yeah. nobody's special little, can tell you that much uh a little bio <laughs> all right uh sport management major graduate from any college this past spring barely zoom university shout out to the zoom university um yeah uh other than that just kind of been hanging out at home waiting for quarantine to kind of end staying safe keeping everybody else healthy keeping myself healthy which is a great thing and uh you know i know that we would rather be doing this side by side but this is what we have going on right now so just gotta roll Very with true.
0: it um awesome and you are a big softball player now
1: <laughs> huge softball player absolutely yeah
0: shout out to your squad <laughs> oh yeah
1: for sure oh my goodness got absolutely uh, spanked this last this last tuesday it was a tough game but hey you know one in three in the year tough start but we'll, we'll bounce back
0: you hate to see it <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a going to school still. I'm at Rutgers University. I majored in communications and I'm also a minor in sport management. Uh, both of us, I think we could both say uh, together that we both love baseball. We love the game. And, um, you know, we just want to kind of talk about this podcast. And we decided to, you know, do this together because we like to talk about the up and comers and the next MLB talent coming through the pipeline of the minor league system um, you know it's it's becoming more prevalent now than ever like the the younger kids are starting to make the impacts we see the Juan Sotos the Ronald Acunas you know these 19 20 21 year old kids that are you know cornerstone franchise players and you know years ago I think JMO, you know you would agree that you know it just wasn't the same as it is now in terms of the hype that these guys are getting
1: for sure I think you know a couple of years ago even up to even maybe 2015, 2016, when Mike Trout was really busting onto the scene, um, and teams were kind of looking to maybe trade away at the deadline and stuff. And there were always GMs that said, you know, they're just prospects. They're like, they're worthless almost to a point unless they're up at the big league level. You never know what you're going to get. And now all the hype is around MLB, and especially with GMs, is we got to keep our young guys in the system and grow them through the pipeline because they, they're coming with more skill than ever ready to make an impact on the big league level at younger ages. It's, it's for really sure. a spectacle to see.
0: Um, and you know what, something that like I kind of just realized is that something that is interesting to me is that like, I think for the first, my first realization with like, you know, the height that a prospect gets and I I'm sure that you could agree with this is uh, like Bryce Harper's debut. For sure. I mean, a kid that's touted as
1: like since he's 13 coming to high school saying he's going to be the guy.
0: That was a kid that was 16 on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, You know, I remember he started as a catcher, dropped out of college, didn't even go uh, dropped out of high school. I mean, not dropped out of high school, but he he didn't finish uh, playing with metal bats. He went straight to a wooden bat league at 17 years old. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like get ready for this kid to come through. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's the first overall pick by the Nationals, which was obviously a good choice, even though he's not with the team at the moment. Uh, he's with the Phillies, obviously, for the rest of his career. But um, I thought, you know what, I remember, you know, I was, I don't even know, maybe 12, 13 years old. And uh, I was like, man, this kid's going to, you know, be crazy. I remember watching the debut, you know, the the wall dead center, just, just rocked and i was like wow like this is the first time like i've seen like a 19 year old kid in the major leagues yeah just
1: confident uh, to make an impact right away for that nationals team and throughout his career as a national too
0: it's incredible so that's what kind of what our podcast is going to be about we want to try to get you guys the insight into you know the recruiting process you know the draft process what it goes through um uh, to you know sign a a professional contract and on top of that like we're hoping to get some guys that are you know just beginning their major league careers or beginning their minor league careers and talk about their experiences through that and uh hopefully you know we see some of these guys in the big leagues within like you know the next few years as well so it's super exciting um and then on top of that JMO, i want to talk to you about what do you kind of want to get out of this podcast for
1: sure yeah i mean like like you said um with the whole college recruiting process for for those kids who are highly touted out of high school even highly touted um for the draft process for those kids that are either in high school or college um that's going to be a super interesting thing to hear about whether it be the, the interviews the um just the the process of you know talking to mlb teams in, in the interview and how maybe they think it went or how uh weighted that even is um and also just for for some people that you know, are, are just being in minor league careers. And, you know, we always hear a lot about major leaguers and how much money they make, but it's, and occasionally we hear, especially with 2020 in the MLB season that MLB and and, uh, teams weren't going to pay their minor league guys. Um, And for those of you who don't know, they don't make a living wage pretty much down there playing minor league ball. Um, So it'll be interesting to hear about, you know, the, the kind of grind that they have to go through on a daily basis, just to either make ends meet or just keep, uh, keep on keeping on to try and get to try and reach their dream.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, it's it's a serious grind. And um I mean for people that don't really know or not super familiar about it, uh, you know, if you're not a top draft pick, you know, rounds maybe one through four, one through five, you can probably get away with it. you're kind of, you know, fully grinding out and a season and, you know, not getting paid that much. Um, and it's truly just like a very interesting process for some of these guys to go through.
1: For sure. I think, you know, there, we have a couple of guests lined up that already, even if this being the first episode that's going to air on Friday, uh, we have a couple of people lined up that are ready to go that are in different positions, which is going to be awesome to see and talk to them and see what their, uh, their kind of take on everything is.
0: Exactly. That was kind of my next point is that. Uh, we've been lucky enough already, like shout out to everybody that's agreed to come on the podcast. We really do appreciate it, you know, especially because we're brand new and, you know, this is our, literally our first episode and they don't know who we are. So it's awesome that they're willing to come on and talk to us. Uh, but we, we've been able to even right out the gate, um, we're going to pretty much be talking to people that, you know, have different perspectives on the whole thing, which is going to be kind of interesting to, you know, see what their story of it is and, and kind of how, you know, you know, uh, how they kind of like operate on a day-to-day basis. Cause everyone's all, all the people we've gotten completely different at this point, which is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. It's going to be super fun to just sit down and talk with, talk some ball, talk about themselves and their journey that they've gone through, even to, to get to where they are in their careers, whether, you know, they're just beginning their professional career, just beginning their collegiate career, kind of have a season or two under their belt, whatever it may be, anywhere in between, um it'll be fun to just sit down and talk with them get get to know them a little bit on a personal level as well as get to know them on the baseball side of things and, and yeah for sure kind of dig deep a little bit
0: we're just gonna you know talk have fun laid back conversation whatever just you know talk some ball and that nothing better than that honestly for sure um so something i was saying so it seems like you really like to get uh the recruiting process side of it and you you know you're kind of You've been telling me about that. You kind of like to see what it goes through and stuff like that uh, because, I mean, it's truly interesting. I kind of like want to see the developmental side as well. Like where did these guys, you know, know, all the hours of training, hard work, you know, stuff that they put years and years and years and hours and hours and hours into. I want to know kind of where their development jumped to the point where they're like, okay, like I should really take this seriously and this could be like a, a legit thing for me. And I think that's kind of cool, and I, I definitely want to you know, get the insight of, like, to when that happened for them because I feel like everybody does, doesn't does realize it until a certain point in time where they're like, all right, like, time to buckle down and like, take this like, for real because I could really do this.
1: For sure. I mean, the two, people that, the two polar opposites that I could think of right now, Bryce Harper being highly touted out of high school, saying this is a generational talent right here. And then you look at Daniel Nava way back when with the Boston <laughs> Red Sox. What a
0: throwback name jmo
1: came out of came out of playing men's league baseball, signed that's a contract right. <laughs> and
0: got
1: the contract got bought for a dollar, and he ended up playing professional baseball for a couple of years. like how crazy is that?
0: J-Mo, that's a crazy name you threw out there. I don't even yeah. oh my God, yeah. that's true. just true. like you know you really don't like everybody comes from different uh like backgrounds, so it's kind of cool like how it all just operates. yeah. All right. So we kind of discussed what we want uh, from this podcast, what we're looking for. You know, we gave a brief description, you know, of what we are trying to achieve here. But what do you, so we're going to try to get into a little bit of a baseball conversation. Um, What do you think of the 60 game season, J Mo? What was your kind of thoughts on it? I mean, this is the last week of the regular season. We're going to the postseason. Um, Did you enjoy it? Did you not? What did you like? What didn't you like? I mean,
1: I, I enjoyed having baseball back the of course period, whatever, whatever, maybe be, hundred games, 120 games, 60 games, 45 games, you know, um, it was definitely an interesting season, even at the trade deadline because uh, you have teams and you go through the 162 game season, which is a grind on a per usual season. And you can go through a skid where you lose eight out of 10 and then you can kind of bounce back and, Win your next five, and then maybe drop one, and you're like you're kind of just kind of floating around, but you'll you'll be able to pick it back up eventually. But you look at sixty games, and all of a sudden you drop eight out of ten, and you're pretty much out of it right out of the gate. That's, that's a crazy. big gap to climb with fifty games left, eight games. That's a big that's a big step to to. to gain I mean, on look the at the
0: Yankees. I mean, the Yankees, you know, due to injuries and everything and like that, they really, you know. Thank God they had the 10-game win streak, but they were they were not looking in good shape for a while. And, and, I mean, I don't think anyone was scared about them not making the playoffs, but the fact that they were an eighth seed at one point was um, definitely alarming, to say the least, for Yankee fans and, you know, baseball in general, where it's like this truly is a season of of craziness, new things. You know, we, we see the, uh, you know – the influx like the the new talent coming through the pipes you know we see guys that um haven't even played double a ball yet i mean we saw brady know, singer this one oh yeah i know but i'm saying like example like we saw brady singer he didn't even play triple yeah. a he played you know a handful you know he played a half a season double a came straight up for kc royals and he's staying in the rotation for the long haul then on top of that this is where i was getting to as well we see you know First time since twenty ten, Mike Leek. Shout out Mike Leek for this. But uh uh Garrett Crockett for the White Sox, he didn't even play in a minor league baseball game. Yeah. He came straight into the bigs, obviously college kid, um, you know, eleventh overall pick, highly touted. And, you know, the White Sox were like, We need a guy that's gonna come help us out. Kid throws one oh two, easy money. Just throws and dance. here we are. It's he's insane. just in the he's in the bigs just shutting everyone down and he's he hasn't even played a game in the minor leagues. Usually go yeah. straight to rookie ball, you know, maybe, you know, as uh, a lot of the college kids will go to high A, a ball already right away. But this yeah, kid yeah. was just like, all right. Uh, the White Sox were like, let's just send him out there and hope for the best. And it's turned out to be really good. He's been very, very good in his limited action.
1: For sure. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see the kid just throws absolute gas, 102 hitting a hundred miles an hour consistently big physical kid left-handed uh it, it's unbelievable and you come out and it's just that's what you need in the major leagues today everybody's coming out of the bullpen throwing a hundred miles an hour exploding breaking ball bugs bunny change up and it's bugs Bunny change up. here it is try and hit it like best of luck to you and this kid has just come out and shut everybody down and it's it's a piece that the white Sox, in, in my opinion needed at that back end of the bullpen.
0: Yeah, no, I mean like that's why, you know, I was I was uh, discussing it a little bit with you um in the past and obviously I'm super thrilled that baseball is back in some facet of the game. And uh it does seem like, you know, obviously teams are full sending the 60 games. I mean, as they should, you know, throw everyone out there that's going to help the club immediately. There really wasn't a super concern, you know, past the uh the uh service time deadline after yeah. that teams were really just like all right come on let's go you're ready to help us out like we're doing this right now sure. um but like one thing i thought about the 60 game while honestly like we all know it was kind of messy in the beginning you know the players and the commissioner in our office were all very divided until you know rob manford was like okay like you're reporting Enough's on this enough. day <laughs> yeah. that the enough. players the players still didn't agree and stuff. It was very messy, and, and I hope that it doesn't have any future ramifications. But um, I think everyone's just happy that baseball is back. And even with, the, like, the you know, the Marlins and Cardinals, you know, they scared us in the beginning because, you know, the amount of case and stuff. Like, you got to give credit where credit's due in a way. The players really buckled down, took it seriously. Um, you know, Rob Manfred and, like, you know, the MLB in general did take the proper precautions. And we're seeing, you know, I don't know if – necessarily i thought we were going to make it this far and the fact that we're here you know playoff start next week we're going to the bubble so as long as everyone tests negative and doesn't you know do anything while they're in the bubble we should have a pretty clean healthy world series playoffs, stuff like that and um i'm just happy it's back i just hope you know next season it's one full 162 again we just go back to it the way it was hopefully a little more planning um but yeah, I mean, I love how you know there's new guys left and right, uh, debuting, and it's just kind of fun to watch. And you always got to watch for the prospect list because everyone's just sending it, sending it, sending it, especially like Detroit, Casey Mize, you know, Tariq Scoobal, Tarek Scoobal, um, Sixto Sanchez. That's one of my guys, so that was my next question for you. What's one young guy that uh has Come up and is really impressed. Mine was Six O Sanchez. That dude's throwing a hundred miles an hour, three pitch mix that you don't, you know, lights out, and he uh, throws strikes. So that, that's that's yeah, huge. Chills it, it up.
1: I mean, I, I would have to go with Six O Sanchez too. I, the kid is unbelievable. Um, a guy that in my mind resembles the late Jose Fernandez. Big arm coming out of Miami, um, explode and breaking stuff as well. Great changeup. And is just a guy that has really taken the bull by the horns and anchored that Marlins rotation and said, This is, I'm the ace here and this is my rotation and I'm here to stay.
0: For sure. It definitely seems like he's going to help out the Marlins. And I do give credit for, you know, Derek Jeter in the front office. Obviously, you know, we looked at that Marlins team a few years ago and we're like, okay, traded everybody. Uh, Caught a whole lot of flack. Yeah. 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 Probably.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: two mvps a perennial all-star and uh ozuna and then on top of that the best catcher in baseball by far jt real muto but i will say one trade has seemed to work out for them which was the jt trade where sixo was involved this mm-hmm. kid looks like he is the next big star big frontline rotation starter for the marlins and they haven't really seen it since jose you're right there wasn't yeah that type of guy and and it seems like um only 22 years old i mean it definitely seems like he's ready to to help the Marlins i can't believe it but like go back shit, into baby. contention it's yeah. taken a while but they're here it's far too they're,
1: long i can tell you that much holy cow especially for Marlins fans i feel bad
0: now here's also something i want to talk about is you know the 60 game season uh you know we see the marlins they didn't play bad baseball this year i don't think they're going anywhere um even if you know they did slide into the playoffs somehow but two teams that are in the playoffs that i personally in the beginning of the year thought they were both wild card contenders and you know what you know and and they proved they proved to be way better than i think we even intended them to be which is and they have a bunch of young guys so that's why i wanted to talk about it the padres and the white Sox. what's your what do you think that they can do i mean future wise they are going to be division type they're going to compete every year for that division um probably playoffs at least for the next five seasons for sure but i think they kind of just surprise people
1: yeah absolutely for sure i mean you look at especially the padres with a huge young core play, group of players kind of anchored a little bit by Eric Hosmer who has won a championship with Kansas City um, veteran player good locker room guy kind of anchoring the not only the infielders and the, the just the position players but also maybe even the pitching staff a little bit you don't really have a whole lot of uh, veteran guys um, on that pitching staff except for really Mike Clevenger they really got at the deadline but prior to that yeah, fairly amount of young guys who really hadn't won much, um much of anything, to be completely honest. Um and then going into it the White Sox, it's kind of the same thing. You have Jose Abreu there who's been a life lifelong White Sox, uh
0: as a super consistent won bat much of anything, in the lineup. same thing. He's a yeah. you know what? You um, know he's he's two ninety, twenty five plus homers every year.
1: Exactly. It's a good piece that have um, and I think every team needs that especially with the, this young core of players that both these teams have but honestly I feel like at the same time the Potters have done a good job in their development in the pitching as well as position players they've they've really hit home runs on the one thing that I would say for the White Sox is I feel like they might need to move one of the younger pieces to try and get back another pitching prospect not a Garrett Crocker that they already have but just another piece to kind of bolster that Rotation a little bit. You have an aging Dallas Keiko on there who's been great. Don't get me wrong; been great. But had I think a great year future, this year. Though. You're gonna need to, yeah. For the future, you're gonna need to get uh, a younger army and maybe move a prospect or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with the the reason why I mean the the White Sox have been lights out, but you know, the Padres just um they just like AJ Preller just wants to go out and get it done. You know what I mean? They they really did full send the deadline. Didn't think that there was going to be super impactful moves as much just because it was such an odd season. But yeah, I super mean, short
1: season. And he just left. Too...
0: Yeah, and didn't ha- I? didn't think they out. gave up that much, which is crazy enough.
1: Yeah, they didn't really lose much of anything. It just absolutely balled out. And especially with, like you were going to go say with the Mike Levenger thing, just unbelievable move. And even, I mean, even the moves to go get Austin Nola.
0: Good move. I think good move. Good, I thought it was good.
1: good. Solid move.
0: They struggled at the hitting position at catcher. Uh, Austin Hedges, while you know, a great fielder, wasn't hitting very well. Mejia was always hurt, um, but they went out to go get a. You know, he's been hitting well. Austin Nola, even if it's you know not super consistent, but I mean, the fact that he was hitting well this season it's definitely a good move to, you know, full send. The they went to the World Series based off these moves. There's just for no sure. way around it. Um, Mike Clevenger is the number one, for sure. Yeah, two more years after this season, so that that made it even more of a better deal for them. So they have him for in a sure. rotation for the long haul. And then, you know, we haven't even seen Mackenzie Gore and what he could do. I haven't seen, so, I uh, haven't
1: seen, well, saw a little bit of Chris Paddock when he first came up, Chris Paddock was really, really dominant. He kind of fell apart a little bit. It's a kind of tough year, but um could definitely learn from Mike Clevenger too. I mean, sure he doesn't have the same fastball that Clevenger does, but Clevenger also has really great command of off-speed pitches, and I think Chris Baddock with that changeup, he he could definitely learn a thing or two.
0: Yeah, I think Chris, the sky's the limit for Chris, though, for sure. I think, uh, you know, yeah. lights out last year. Uh, hit a little bit of a rough patch in the first half, but, I mean, he is definitely, like, right the ship a little bit, which is good for, obviously, the Padres going into the postseason. For sure. All righty. So, we talked a little bit about the 60-game season, what we thought. What do you think, um, you know, we do have some guests. I don't, you know, maybe we'll have a few episodes that us just talk some ball and and hanging out. But, um, I mean, we got, we mentioned it earlier, we got a few guests already, you know. Shout out to those guys. Um, You want to explain a little bit about what we're doing?
1: Yeah, so uh,
0: we're trying to go out
1: with content once a week. Every Friday at noon, there's going to be an episode. This being the first episode, it's going to air on the 25th. Um, that's right believe follow us on youtube and spotify we'll have those links posted we'll share them on the podcast instagram as well podcast underscore twr for the war room same thing on twitter at podcast underscore twr youtube is the same thing podcast underscore twr keith what's the spotify one i think you handle the spotify
0: um so right now not there yet we're not there yet yeah. 100% uh, trying to put out the first episode which we're doing right here but after we get that all finished cut it edited it's just going to be the war room that's what it's going to be called on Spotify and then you'll see our logo and uh, you know that's where you can find us I'll throw some links on there on the socials and stuff like that And For sure, um, yeah. I mean yeah I mean I'm super excited uh, I'm glad we're doing this you know uh, talk to some cool players get some good stories for sure i think um, our first
1: guest is pretty excited to come on too. hillsdale college uh played at hillsdale college in michigan is now with the texas rangers really slick feeling shortstop can handle the bat pretty well uh it, it'll yeah. be i think it'll be a good talk and he's i feel like he's been pretty open with us which is awesome nobody wants to be the first one i don't think he knows he's the first one but he'll find out sure he's soon know, we'll, later
0: we'll hopefully uh we'll
1: do a good job <laughs> for sure yeah but uh, he was nice enough to take time out of his day, you know, especially with um, my league season and they're, they're all training and stuff. And, and for the college guys too, with, with, with fall ball and workouts, it's nice of them to take, you know, a half hour out of their day to come talk to us.
0: So can't, for can't sure. wait. It's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely very nice of them. And I'm, I'm super appreciative that they, you know, have answered and, and want to take the time with us for sure.
1: For sure. Yeah. So new stuff every Friday, noon. Eastern Standard Time Zone. It'll be up on YouTube and Spotify. Follow us on the socials at PodcastTWR on Twitter right. and Instagram. We'll be posting stuff there, um, with, especially with the links to the YouTube, Spotify, stuff like that. A little bio about the guys that we've had on with a little clip of the, of the podcast just to get you guys a taste of what, what's to come.
0: Yep. A lot more to come. Uh, you know, We're going to have some fun. Remember, the war room. It's a new podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Keith Corbliss, your host. And I'm here with JMO, a.k.a. J-Mo, John Moynihan. And we will see you on the next episode. All peace. right. Peace out.